Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your gracious host, Xavier Miller, and today I got another amazing episode for y'all. So anybody, this this is a very special episode because I know in first, first, firsthand in real time, this episode will help a lot of people with businesses to get capital so they could grow their business and scale their business. So without further ado, I have Jake Lerner. He is his exec at Revenue, a company does, that does exactly what I'm speaking on. So I'm extremely excited to have him on the show. So welcome to the show, Jake. We glad you're here. Awesome, Xavier. Thanks for having me, man. Looking to uh, looking to answer any questions that your followers may have, and uh, let's get this thing started, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So for uh, for a quick background on yourself, just for the listeners who may not heard of the company or just may be their first time hearing of you, do you mind just giving a brief background on yourself, just let the people know like where you came from, how you got into this position you're in, all that stuff. Yep. So from Philadelphia, right outside of Philadelphia, grew up, grew up playing basketball, um, ended up playing in college, had no idea what I wanted to do, thought I wanted to be a, a sports agent. Um, and then once you graduate college, I played college basketball at Drexel. Okay. You, uh, okay. What you, position? You what was that? What position? Point guard. Okay. Point guard. I'm, I'm only 6'1", so. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, man, so I had, you know, I thought I wanted to be an agent. I had one of the best agents in the world who I'm not going to name name. I asked him for one piece of advice. He said, don't do it. Don't, um, don't do it. Become an agent? <laughs> yeah. Try, uh, he, ended up, he ended up telling me, listen, you know, go a different route. I pursued it anyway. Um, graduated college, actually started looking, found a job that was you know, making like $26,000, I think, out of uh, Atlanta. So I was going to ship my, my life down there, knowing nobody, making, you know, no real money, um, and ended up deciding to pivot, getting into sales, and ended up stumbling across uh, small business lending, and that's where I'm at today. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wow, that, that, that's 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 pretty amazing, man. I, it seems like people, a lot of athletes when they go they go from that that journey of wanting to be the athlete to like, man, I think I'm gonna do the agent. I know it being an agent is a very difficult job. Yeah, it, I think I think once you kind of look at the the underbelly of the industry and you see, um, you know, listen, you got to start out. I don't know, I don't know if you ever saw the show Entourage, but you're starting out as like Lloyd from Entourage, an assistant for five six years. You know, all the relationships you cultivated over your college, you know, AAU days, all of those people are already either in the NBA or signed or, or elsewhere. So, you know, you're kind of getting that, putting the work in, making no real money, and then you're coming out with the relationships um, and, and you don't have access to them. So, so it's definitely a tough industry to crack for sure. Um, but again, you know, it, when I look at that industry, I just see, you know, you're selling yourself. And so, um, you know, for me, I'm good at sales. Um, you know, I, I could sell any product. So that, that's kind of the mindset I had. And that's, you know, my first job out of college was, was cold calling small businesses, trying to sell them business loans. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the story mm. for me. Um, I ended up leaving that company, started my own brokerage, um, was making good money out of, it was making good money at the time, but you know, I was young, I was stupid. Um, you know, I was spending money, partying, traveling, 
not really dumping money back into the to the business um and that's when marketing became a problem so um i met with our our ceo over here at revenue he had a great vision i loved the vision i wanted to be a part of a team again you know backing into you know whether it's sports or, or military you know there's something to be said about being uh you know a part of a team and growing something big so that was that was what i came on board with revenue to do that's huge man and right before we get into uh revenue for the listeners on showing them what it is you mentioned sales is that something that you was just naturally good at or that was it taught to you no i think so it's tough you know for me um you know that's natural like um, i'm a good talker i like to talk i have confidence i think those are the big intangibles when it comes to sales but you know again and and work ethic as well i think that's a huge component of it um but yeah, it's, you know, I think you learn to refine your sales skills over time. You know what I mean? As far as like, you learn what works, what doesn't work, um, you know, how to stay focused and, and, and continue to move. Okay, okay. And getting into revenue. So for the people, everybody, that they, 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 they hearing us speak of, speak of the company, like what is the company for someone, this may be their first time ever hearing of this? Yep. So, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to change the game for business financing, right? So we have what we call two different products. It's the same product, the same line. We have a visa business card, revenue visa business card, and we have a flex line, which functions, you know, very similar to a line of credit, but it's actually, um, an acquisition of future receivables, hence the name revenue. So we're looking at your future sales as opposed to, uh, you know, whether your personal FICO score or something along those lines that a traditional bank might look for and we're making our decision that way. Right. Um, so it's, it's basically access to capital regardless of, you know, what your credit score is personally or, or you know, as long as you're keeping good cash flow, we're, we're a good solution for you. Mm. And so what is, what, what is the, like, the criteria? For, is, does a business have to be in business for a set amount of years? They have a set amount of income? Like, how does that work? Sure. Yeah. So, so for us, um, we're less fixated on what traditional banks are, which, you know, they want to see three years of tax returns. They want to see profitable right. tax returns, mind you. Um, you know, they want to see a business that's, that's got five years in business. They also want to see that you have assets, right? So, you know, if you're a small business owner, especially like, you know, I have a son now I'm looking at it and going, do I really want to tie my personal house wrapped up in the business? You know, as much as, as business matters is, you know, you can always start over again, but if you lose your house, if you lose other assets that tied, you know, as collateral, it's, it's tough living. So, um, we're, we're an unsecured line. So that means the assets are not tied to, to your mm. personal. Um, and basically the criteria is as long as you're doing about 15 to 20,000 a month in sales and you keep good cash flow, that's really what we're fixated on. Right. So we don't care. The good thing about us, you know, and, and one of the things I think it's like 90% of small business owners have below a 700 FICO score. Right. Really? So, you know, they're already nixed from the bank right off the bat, right? Traditional financing, especially in today's climate, you know, they're not getting traditional financing. So for us, you know, to not really care about the FICO and, and, and to kind of parse out, you know, what, uh, you know, what you're doing personally, what you mistakes you've made personally, we're not tying that to the business. If the business has, you know, real revenue and is a real operative operating business, you know, we'll find a way to get capital to you. No, that's, that's, that's really amazing and interesting because we're in, we're in very interesting times. Like we're in a, the, the, 
the economy is 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 very uncertain for a lot of people and they say the number one issue that business owners have is funding finding capital to keep the business going that's why businesses stop they run out of money so something like this it's amazing because it can like i say it can help people immediate uh, like immediately so like I want to talk about more like the process. So, so, so for somebody that listens to this episode, they may watch this and they're like, whoa, this is, I meet that criteria. I think I'm interested in taking the next steps. What would that look like firsthand for them? Yep. So if you go, if you go to the website, revenue.com, click to apply now, all you need to do is enter your personal information, your business information, and then you'll connect your bank account via Plaid. So if you ever, you know, gambled on on a sports website like FanDuel or DraftKings yeah. or, or any of the things, you've hooked up your your thing with you, you hooked up your bank account with Plaid. Yep. All that's doing is just sending us a transaction report so we can see real time what your cash flow looks like, you know, what kind of revenue you have coming in, and most importantly, what ledgers you keep, like the average balances, right? Because you know, part of it being unsecured and not worrying about your personal credit is we're pretty tied. To to, to making sure that you run a good business, right? You can't have bad credit and run a poor business. And poor you know, that's business. not gonna work. You know, then no one's gonna finance you. No. Um, so, so we're trying to change the game. We're trying to make business capital, you know, available for all, but you gotta do your part. Is there a cap on the capital that the company gives? Like as far as like dollar amount? Yeah, dollar amount. So so currently we go up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. You know, at the end of you know Q two, we're looking to bump that up to a million. Um, so it's really viable for you know any industry. And and one of the good things about uh, you know small business financing is is there's you know hundreds of thousands of different um, industries and and you know we're willing to to finance all of them. Now this this is like the. I mentioned earlier, like this is the first time I've ever heard of a company with this model. So that's why it's so intriguing to me. And I know it's going to be beneficial to a lot of businesses. And I want to talk about the interest part more because this is like really interesting to me. Like break down like how like it's not a set amount of interest that the that the uh, the borrower will have to pay back. How it's based on the money that the company will make. Yeah, yeah, great question. So that's that's part of the model that we're looking to change the game on is not work off of interest and in, in accruing capital. So uh, essentially, you know, what we're doing is because we're buying your future sales, right? That's the underlying transaction. Mm. We're looking to give you, let's just say, a hundred thousand dollars at a discounted rate of seventy-five thousand. Meaning, we're going to advance you seventy-five thousand to pay back a hundred thousand over, let's say, a twelve-month term, right? Um, so every transaction that you do with us is is agreeing to that term and that payback amount, right? Meaning if you draw a thousand dollars to cover payroll or something like that, you're paying back, you know, twelve fifty. Um, in the, here's the benefit though, and, that, and and there's no doubt that this capital is expensive if you extend it out that time, right? Where it comes into play, where it's majorly beneficial, is that if you're looking for short-term financing, right? So if you're looking like, hey, look, I got product, I could flip it, and I'm getting paid 30 days later, like a construction industry, um, you know, let's say they do a job, they get paid on on net 30, right? They can pay off that capital at about one to two percent cost of capital. So that ten thousand dollars they're borrowing to do to do the job, they're paying back $10,100. So really $100 to get the capital to front yourself, or you know you can use the card to swipe at Home Depot, get all the materials um, and draw to cover, to cover payroll and whatever you need in that 30 day gap. So it's really about that revolver. The beauty of it 
is you're not paying any fees, right? So there's no origination fees like you would with a bank. There's no draw fees like you would with a lot of the other fintech line of credits. So, right. you know, if you really have these short term revolving needs, what ends up happening is, you know, you pay, let's say you set up with Amex and you pay an origination fee of, of call it 2% on that 100,000. You're already locked into spending $2,000 just to set it up, right? Then you go to draw, there's a draw fee, you pay another 2%. Then you keep it out for a month. You're you're locked into that APR, so you end up paying about eight to nine percent cost of capital when all yeah. things are said, right? With this, you know, you just have that flat ten thousand to pay back ten thousand one hundred, um, you know, and that's a major benefit. That that's how you keep the cost low. You're not you take the line. You're not tied to it. You're not paying anything up front. So if you never use it, you never end up paying for it. Mm. Yeah, this like like I keep mentioning, this is like groundbreaking because I I talk to entrepreneurs all day every day. And yep. the number one problem is I need more money. I need more money. Business isn't cheap. I know business is glamorized for a lot of people in the era we're in, but it ain't cheap. It's, co it's going to cost you money. You, <laughs> you yeah, need listen, it's especially right now, we're in tough times, right? Mm -hmm. We're in tough times where banks are pulling back because, you know, everything that happened with Silicon Valley Bank, um, you know, traditional financing is looking for depositors versus people to lend money. They're looking to bring in capital as opposed to extend it out to small businesses. Um, and that leaves the, the, the bedrock of this country, you know, like looking for, uh, you know, different sources of financing. So that's, that's kind of what we do is try to find a way to get capital into those hands. And, and, you know, one of the things I always say is, you know, use someone else's money to make money. Mm. Meaning, you know, if you have margins, right? Like if you know your business and you know you have 25% margins on a product and it's gonna cost you 2% cost of capital with revenue or any other, you know, line, that that makes sense. You should do that, right? You shouldn't put your own capital to work, put someone else's money to work to make more money off of it. Today's episode is sponsored by Revenue. Whether you need to invest in marketing, cover payroll, or purchase new equipment, Revenue provides up to $250,000 in working capital to small business owners when they need it the most. With a fast and simple online application process based on your business revenue and not your personal credit, you can have a funded decision in as little as one hour. Once approved, access to funds on demand and pay for only what you use. Join over 10,000 businesses that use Revenue Flex Line to grow their business. Go to MyRevenue.com and apply today. That's my com and apply today. Is tax season. Are you a small business owner feeling overwhelmed by tax season? Are you looking for a tax firm to strategically partner with as your income and or small business grows? Look no further. Magnolia Tax Services is here to ease your burden and accelerate your financial success. I'm Eugene Marshall, the proud CEO of Magnolia Tax Services. I am federally authorized to represent taxpayers before the IRS. With several years of tax experience, preparing taxes for individuals and small businesses. Our firm's mission is to help small business owners with their tax and accounting needs. Magnolia Tax Services specializes in tax preparation, tax planning, tax representation, and bookkeeping services. We focus on making the tax process simple for small business owners just like you. Book a free consultation with us today by visiting magnoliataxservices.com or by calling 414-285-2446. That's 414-285-2446. Absolutely, because that, that's just for the for the listeners that don't know. That's just how business works. It's rare that you meet somebody that starts a business with a boatload of his own capital, and like that's super rare. In most cases, going to be they raised it from somewhere else.
Absolutely. And if you look at the big companies, they're not using they're not using cash. They're using the bank's cash to to grow, whether it's covering payroll for themselves, covering, you know, marketing expenses, even the big companies, somebody else's money. Break, break, break that down, because I think that's so mind blowing to like the the average listener when they hear that these huge companies that might be making billions or trillions, they're making this money and they're still not using their own capital. Yeah, I mean, look, because when you're running a business, right, and especially off of thin margins, you don't have that you know, $100 million sitting in the bank account right. to buy a business. So let's say, you know, Amazon, or Amazon might not be a good example because they have great <laughs> cash flow, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to use them anyway. Let's say they have, they want to buy a company, right? And they're buying them for $100 million. They're not going to hand them $100 million worth of cash. They're going to basically, you know, put down two to $5 million, or let's say they're putting down $15 million in cash and they're going to a bank and saying, look, I want to buy this. Here's what the margins look like. Here's the deal at hand. This is a moneymaker for us. And the bank, because they have great assets, they run a great company, um, you know, they'll extend them the capital to, to, to go buy this company and then they'll pay that back over time, right? That's a traditional loan. Traditional. So they're never, and they're looking at it going, if I'm making, you know, 6% margins on a hundred million dollars and I only had to put up 10, now I'm 10 Xing that I'm making 60% margins on my yeah. original 10 million. That's how you lever up. I mean, you, you're, you're an expert at the real estate game. So I know you know that. Yeah. You, you can't, you, you're going to take that deal every time. hundred percent. What, what are like some of the other trends you're, you're seeing and noticing in business within the, like just the financial space? Yeah. So, I mean, look for business owners, especially small business, you know, inflation is crushing, you know, you got rising costs, margins are being compressed, you know, it's tougher to, you know, something that pre COVID, you know, you were making work off of 10% margins, those margins might be gone, right? With trucking as you know, gas prices rise, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough sledding out there. So, um, you know, and, and, and the other thing is it's really tough to, it's really tough to find good employees, right. And trustworthy, reliable employees. So, so I think one of the biggest things for small business owners is you gotta be able to trust your team and, you know, and, and know what you're building and actually be an expert on the, on the business, because, you know, just like that margins can be compressed like they have over the last couple of years. Um, and something that made a ton of sense or made a ton of money might not be that case. So you have to be able to, um, you know, be nimble and know where to go. And especially, you know, you got to be able to finance your slow periods and, and yeah, but we're definitely seeing, uh, you know, tougher times than it's ever been. I think. Is there like, the, I, I just thought of this random question. Is there like a specific strategy that you've ever seen or noticed or something that you've experienced yourself that something that, cause I feel like a lot of times as business owners and when the, in the times of a good economy, you think that'll be, it'll always be that way. So that money may be yeah. coming in very quickly and you may be just spending like reckless, recklessly or doing whatever the case may be. And then when the downtimes come, you like kind of panic because you're like, I don't have the, so is there like a strategy that you've seen or used before where it's like when times are good, do this. So when times go bad, we still like can just go smooth sailing. Yeah, I, look, I think planning for bad times always is important, right? You know, when when times are good, we, you know, the economy, there's, there's uh, you know, hundreds of years of track record and things going up and, it's, and it comes back down. So you got to be prepared for those times where, you know, they aren't so good like they are now. Um, but one thing I would say is, especially when times are good, is you got to put the cash away, right? Either reinvest it back into the company so that you're, you know, growing a multiple and, and the slow times don't affect you so much, 
or you know you got to find a way to 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 keep the cash in hand as a reserve so that you know if you have to use it yourself or you can go out and get cash you know get financing like for example for us you know because we care about cash flow we want to see somebody that's that's putting money away that's saving it um or putting it to use versus um you know running thin and having right. negative days in the bank account or, or or you know not covering payroll or something like that that's a bad sign so i think when the good when the times are good you got to make sure you're you're preparing yourself for the for the bad times absolutely absolutely set up the financing lines you know have a savings account for the business or reinvest it into assets that you could liquidate like those are the things that i think are really important mm. Can you can you share a few stories, if you mind, with um, companies or brands that have that have worked with you and where that you guys have helped them out to whatever issue they have with their company? Yeah, so so a great one. Um, you know, I'm not going to name any names on the right, business right. names, right? Like that, right. But you know, a big government uh, contracted construction company. They do these concrete pours. Now, I'm not a construction expert. I don't really know it. Um, but basically, the guy explained to me that they're keeping that they have about uh you know a job brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but mini health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Where they do these concrete pours, make about 9% margins, right? So, you know, it's going to cost him $300,000. He's going to have that once the government approves the transaction, so to speak, he gets paid a week later. So he basically has a bridge of seven days where he needs to have our capital outstanding. In that case, um, you know, it costs him one cent on the dollar. So essentially his 9% margin job became 8%. Now, if you're a business owner, you might say that, you know, that's not great, but here's the thing. If he would have put his own money to work, which he was doing prior, he would have then locked down his own capital his personal money. Yeah. And if something went wrong with that job, he wouldn't have been able to get it out. You know, now he's he, now he's questioning putting food on the table, yeah. right? which is something that no small business owner, nobody wants to do when, when you know, when they have a family. So I think it's really important, um, you know, to kind of look at the numbers game and go, okay, look, you know, this is a math equation, but it's also a level of comfort. Like if I go that week and the job's not done correctly, I don't get paid. I stretch it out another week. What's that cost? What's that? You know, an, an additional percent. Okay. That's not my family's food. So I think that's a huge, huge piece of it. And that's an example where it's like, okay, let's use revenues money. I can, I could be, you know, have that relief of not putting my own personal capital on the table. And, um, yeah. No, that's, that's a, I, I like that answer. Um, with, with that being said, what, do, what, what's some, um, what are good indications that it may be time for you to go out here and look for investors or look for capital to pour into your business? So I think you got to master your business, right? You got to know the margins. You got to know everything about your business because nobody else is going to do that for you, right? So you have to become a master of the numbers and a master of, you know, how to actually operate the business. At that point, I think it's all about opportunity, right? So you talk about, you know, restaurants. Let's just use Florida, for example. Let's say you have an opportunity to, to build a deck, right? And that deck's going to bring you an extra eight tables. And now you're, mar now you're instead of doing, you know, 100000 a month in sales, you're doing 160000 All right, that's an opportunity where you have a project to, big, to, to grow the business. Right. And, you know, that makes sense to go out and 
and get capital, right? The other side, I think, I, I think it's opportunistic, but one of the beauties about, you know, my product, and again, I don't want to, you know, oversell what we're doing here, but like, you know, we have this as a rainy day fund, right? So you kind of set it up and in the good times, you kind of, you know, prepare for it. You set up this revenue line when, an opportunity comes up, then you then you can use the capital. Otherwise, if you take capital and you're just waiting for the opportunity, you're you're paying a cost of capital for that, right? If you if you get an SBA loan, um, you know, and you borrow it and you're just waiting for the opportunity to close it, you're paying for that the day you take it out. So, you know, with something like our product, you don't have to actually utilize it or pay any type of cost until that opportunity comes. Um, and it's gonna come. You know what I mean? It's it, there's you know, countless opportunities where you can use our capital to better the business. Mm. What's up, guys? We're taking a quick break from today's episode to discuss a super dope company called Connect Team. If you caught last week's episode, then you should have heard us mention them before and all the dope things they offer for a business owner. If not, then don't worry, I got you covered. Connect Team is a mobile-first employee management app designed to help businesses with non-desk teams to manage their entire business operations in one click, communicate, engage, retain, and train employees all in one place for a very affordable price. One of the best features of Connect Team has to offer is the scheduling feature. It keeps track of the employees' times and shifts, and we all know that's not an easy task at all. With Connect Team, you can schedule everyone's shifts from this one app while having everyone's availability and time requests right at the palm of your hands. With just one click, you can publish and distribute the scheduling. You don't have to call employees to make sure everyone is aware of. You know they got it and have all the information they need. Then on the employee side, they'll be immediately notified for their shifts and how can they accept or reject the shift, swap shifts. So it's the best of both worlds. So if this sounds like something you need and could be a benefit to your business, then head over to the link in the show notes to get started today. And now we're going to get right back into the episode. Look, hold on. I know you probably enjoyed this episode. Honestly, I don't even know what y'all talking about here, but I know what me and my guys are about to tell you. You are guaranteed to get rich with this information as long as you execute on this stuff. So look, we're going to show you how to get $100,000 in business funding, but more specifically, put that funding into real estate so you can buy properties to fix and flip, or you can go buy properties so you can fix up and rent out and get monthly cash flow. Look, we're having a 100% free master class, no gags, no gimmicks, where we're going to show you specifically how to do those steps and those things in three simple steps. All you have to do is go to fundyourfreedommasterclass.com. Everything is free. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Let's get it. I want to ask this because this I feel like this is a very uh, crucial part through the pro crucial crucial part of the process because you go out here, you, you people, we want loans and and then you might get approved for the loan. Then that next step, if you don't know, is underwriting. And underwriting, depending on your situation, it could be a, it could be a brutal point for some people. So, yeah. what are some what are some good uh, tips you can give the listeners about what what they're looking for during the underwriting process, and how can they have everything in order to make sure underwriting is is, is a simple, smooth process for them? Yeah. So, so for traditional lines or small business, you know, an SBA loan, they're typically looking, like I said, for three years of tax returns, profit. Yep. Um, they're looking for, you know, time in business, at least three to four years. So, you know, when you get into the prime prime of small business lending, that's kind of what they're looking for. And you have to have above 720 FICO score, right? So so that's for the traditional stuff. Then when you, when, when you come down to where we're playing at, 
um, it's really about managing your finances, right? So it's about keeping good cash flow, making sure you know that you're not going negative, or you're bouncing payroll, or you're bouncing, um, you know, invoices from from clients. That's the last thing people want to see is that you don't know how to operate a business. <laughs> so I think it's very the, the, what we do is when we see the bank account, it's black or white, right? Like men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Up. Right. So, so for us, we're seeing, you know, cash flow is good. Okay. Even though he's got 580 credit score, you know, and he might have, you know, defaulted on a student loan or something personally, we're not going to hold him liable for that. Right. We want to know that, you know, we're buying future sales of the business, that this business is going to stay in business. And how do you show that with the numbers? So, um, you know, I think that's the most important thing. And, and, and I would say, you know, most of your listeners, I don't know if it's a side hustle or not, but I would have a business bank account, right? Most people won't finance or fund a, uh, a personal account, right? And that's because there's different, different things that go in line with a consumer bank account versus a business bank account. And uh, so, so that's important as well. Um, and then again, like I said, just keeping good cash flow and good ledgers, like don't have, you know, a ton of negative days, make sure you're paying your bills and, and, and yeah. How, how does, um, as far as addresses look, does home, does home address make it, make it look like a, a Nick? Like, uh, so, so I mean, honestly, yeah, for a lot of other, mm. uh, industries, for a lot of other financing companies, but for us, you know, we like I said, we care about the numbers, you know, we want to see what actually like, like, you know, we want to see that you have a real business just because you operate your house. I'm not digging you for that, but I can tell right. you that, you know, uh, traditional banks will, that's for sure. They absolutely will. And it's so funny because uh, I, I, re I just bought a home recently. So I, and I went through, uh, you know, buying a house, I had to go through the underwriting process and all that. And I'm like, man, they they looking at every single dime that's going out the account, in the account. So it's very, <laughs> I know firsthand, it's very important when, you, when you're going through this process to have your, your T's crossing your I's dotted because, 100%. Tra especially traditionally, they not like, they're not, they, they not playing. They, they, looking over, they looking over everything. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that is because they want to tie, you know, what you're doing, especially from a business. But in your case, a mortgage, they want to tie that house to know that you have the finances to in pay place for to cover it and to cover yeah. everything and they want to know like they're working off of a system and and it's an old system you know what i mean it's, yeah. and it's you know it's good and it works um you know but there's there's other ways to finance for sure and uh, and this is a random thing i also learned during the process is because I've, I've always heard entrepreneurs talking about writing things off for taxes and like we writing this off you can write everything off so you don't have to pay that much in taxes but i think a lot of people don't realize when you do that on paper it looks like you don't make any money and I, and I know, you know when i went through the underwriting process a few years ago i wrote a bunch of things off and then the next year i didn't so the underwriters they're like is hold on they like explain this spike like what and i and now i'm like dang why did i do that so it's like a, it was a learning process for me even to be like no i can't that it sounds cool it sounds good but when you go into people for capital that's a that's kind of off-putting a lot of times yeah. look people want to see no matter what whether it's personal lending business lending they want to see that you're making money no exactly. one wants to invest in a loser so to speak you know what i mean <laughs> so i think when you get to a certain point where you have all these businesses or other assets that you could collateralize. Like when you see someone like Trump who's paying no tax, no taxes, tax, right? You know, that like, that sounds great. And you might want to do that, but you don't realize that he's got, you know, 99% leverage with, with Deutsche Bank 
um, you know, and he doesn't really need to, like, they're seeing it as a benefit versus you, you know, they're looking at like, is this guy going to make his mortgage payment? You know what I mean? Is this guy like, does this business function in six months? You know, if there's a slowdown or something like that. So, so, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big difference looking at the top to, to now. Absolutely. To, to down here. Do you see, um, with this, with this business model, do you see a change in the industry where more people, more companies taking on this approach? You, from our side or yeah. from the business side? No, like from, from what you guys are doing at Revenue. So look, we're we're changing the game in a couple ways, right? I think we're trying to go direct to consumer, whereas a lot of, you know, financing companies have brokers that bring them in. So you don't actually speak to the business owner, right? So, so for us, um, you know, we're trying to just develop that direct to consumer relationship where we're really, you know, guiding them. My agents are sitting there talking to them about their margins, about their industries, talking about, look, this is an opportunity for it. And also, you know, I teach my guys a, a consultative approach. If it doesn't make sense for them, do not push it on them. You know what I mean? If if their margins, if they're in the trucking industry and it's six to 8% margins and you, this guy thinks he's going to have the capital out for 12 months, he's losing money. Eventually right. he's going to go out of business. Right. But if he's, if he's doing it where he's dropping off and he's distributing and he, he gets paid in a week and he's paying 1%, okay, six to five, that's a, that, that works. You know what I'm saying? So, um, from that standpoint, I think we're changing the game. The other thing is, is that the ability to have dynamic pricing and right so we're constantly underwriting because we have access to the transactions the bank account we're seeing you know when you are going through a good period right and, and you've shown that um you used our capital or other capital to increase your sales we're going to grow with you we're going to increase the line without you even asking um so the ability to constantly underwrite and constantly you know be there for you know the small business owners it, it's crucial to us so um yeah, I think, look, I think the merchant cash advance space has been around for a while, um, you know, but it hasn't been morphed into into a product that actually is, you know, that was more suitable, in, in my opinion, towards investors. And this is, you know, this product, I wanted to build it and, and wanted to put something to use that actually they can use our capital to benefit from it, benefit. right? I don't, you know, the investors will make their money, but, you know, we want to see that businesses are really, you know, growing with it. And, yeah. and that's kind of the thing we did. We we actually, um, in 2020, we partnered with Cross River Bank and ended up doing 170,000, 175,000 PPP loans for small businesses that didn't have access to the payment protection program through their traditional banks. Really? So, you know, that was kind of like our coming out of the closet moment where we, you know, came out and we were really helping, uh, uh, you know, small businesses. Because mm, you're right, man. At the end of the day, capital, that's the blood flow of a business. No capital flowing, the business is dead. It's yep. life support. If it ain't dead yet, it's, go, it's, go, it's going to in, in, a, in a short amount of time. So this For is sure. like very, very, very important. And I know many of the listeners is going to be definitely intrigued by this conversation because this is something that can help people, especially when if if they meet the criteria, this can help them get that ball rolling. Like pretty, Like, so for the listeners that may take the step forward and reach out to you guys how will how soon will it be from them applying to them actually getting the funding for their business like how long is that process yeah that's a great question so you know part of our pride is that we operate extremely fast we have a ton of automation built out for for, for the technology standpoint of our company so by the time you apply you should probably hear an answer for you know in two to four hours really? if you're looking at if you're looking at traditional financing especially small business uh, you know at the sba you're looking at the earliest of 30 to 45 days realistically 60 to 90 before you hear back 
Um, so for us, that's a huge competitive advantage because, you know, let's say you have a pizza shop and your pizza oven breaks, right? What are you doing? You, you can't operate. So you need the capital to go pay somebody to come fix it. Um, you know, an SBA loan is not going to work. So, you know, the ability to get capital within call it, you know, you'll get an offer in four hours. You'll probably be um, set up on our portal within a day or two latest. You're looking at being able to access that capital immediately. Um, so that's a huge value add. And then again, you know, when you go to draw it in the business bank or, or you go down to the revenue portal and you, you draw to your business bank account, you're getting it next day. So, you know, whether it's, you know, you set up the line and then you don't have a need for it. And again, you know, we're not going to push you to use it, but in six months, you know, something comes up, you got access to capital right, yeah, access. That, right in an hour. So that's a huge advantage. Especially with uh, you guys not checking like FICOs and all that stuff. That's a tremendous event because i know that's one thing that a lot of people they worry about especially when they don't have the best score 100 like oh man and most, and most business owners don't because they've used their personal finances it's been a grind they've they've stretched their personal credit cards just to get the capital to flow into the business to get it off the ground right so um you know like we understand that we understand that uh you know that that's that's where it's at i was i was i was not even aware of that that most business owners have a lower credit score but it makes sense when you break it down like that because it's, it's business owners taking on a lot of risk especially if you truly run in a business you're taking on a lot more risk than somebody that's just working or something like that so that makes yeah that, that make that makes a lot a lot of sense so i my one of uh my final questions for you is so the because revenue it's been a high, is, is it five years has been in business yeah so yeah, about five, five years. years now so if I don't know if you I don't even know if you know this off top. So how if you had the ballpark, how many businesses have you guys helped? Get yeah. Funded? So if you, if you want to, uh, we've done about 190 to 200,000 small businesses that we've actually wow. given financing to. So that's huge. Yeah, we we've uh, you know, we've scaled it nicely and, um, you know, we're looking to get it in every small business owner's hands. That's that's no that's that's <laughs> that's huge that's huge and my my final thing I got for you unless you unless you have anything else you want to touch on is what would be your your biggest key piece of advice to a business owner whether it's small whether it's, it's grown to or seven figures but they feel like they're stuck in place I feel like each every business at one point in time feels like they're in a rut. Like, man, yeah. I'm trying to hit that next level. I'm just in a rut right now. So what is your biggest piece of advice for any any entrepreneur that's listening in that position? So I would say, you know, keep powering through to start, right? I mean, I think, you know, one of the things about America that's great is the ability to, to open your own business, work for yourself. Um, and so that's something that, that that freedom shouldn't be denied, right? So, you know, I think the first thing is, is you got to keep plugging away. But, um, you know, I think the other thing is, is you have to be diligent and searching for additional opportunities, right? You know, I've heard people on your podcast talk about like things don't just come to people, right? You got to work out, you got to go find it. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you kind of control your own destiny there where it's like, look, you know, if you're a trucking company, like go find a way to, you know, distribute more um, you know, products or whatever, and then go get the trucks, right. And go get your financing after that, but go be diligent searching for opportunities to scale. Otherwise, you know, no one's going to do it for you. So, um, I think that's a huge, huge piece of advice. And again, the other thing is just preparation, right? Like preparing for slow times, preparing for, you know, good times and, and how you're going to expand. But I think, um, you know, again, it just comes down to, to work ethic. 
Absolutely. I love that. And I just want to say for everybody that's listening or watching, if you have a business and you heard this conversation and you know, like, oh, man, I, I, I meet that criteria and you know your business may be in a point where you're looking for fund, funding or you're looking to take it to the next level. You heard every, you heard this conversation. You heard the businesses they help. I would definitely reach out because this you 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 like I just mentioned, you're going to be stuck if you're not constantly bringing in more income to take your business to the next level to go to the next level in business it takes money whether you like it or not it's going to take some money so this is something Absolutely. i would definitely look into and i just want to say before we wrap up was there anything else you wanted to uh touch on no i think we covered a lot of it okay man. i'm just happy to happy to be here happy to be on the show you know i think you do a great job so Thank you. Thank and, you. and i think it's important especially for for listeners that only have maybe you know an hour or two a day yep. um, and this is actually maybe some advice for business owners but look you got an hour or two a day because you're grinding you got you know whether it's the news or something a hobby or more importantly something that could help grow your business like spend the time listen to it get your financial literacy up you know learn about business or or real estate or whatever it is you and and listen to a podcast like millionaire you know mindset so to speak yeah. right like somebody that's actually going to provide some benefit to your life so you know i take a lot of value out of that and um i enjoy listening to it thank you and thank you jake and i and i love i love this conversation this was a great conversation but before i let you go do you mind then plugging every everything that you have going on the website where people can reach out and learn more everything so people could know where to reach you yep so simple go to revenue.com you'll see a button to apply now apply one of my guys will get in contact with you um, if you have any questions but but other than that it's pretty simple we're on a ton of different uh, you know other websites whether it's nav.com or, or lending tree or some of the you know bankrate.com so, so so you could find us we're, we're all over the internet Cool. Like I said, y'all y'all know where to reach them. And the, and the link for all those things is going to be the show notes of this episode. So, like, if you heard this conversation, you know you met that criteria, you're looking to take your business to the next level, go to the link in the show notes and just get the ball rolling. And that's for me. I'm on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. You can find the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. That's everywhere on every platform, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere you can find us. And that is all I have for y'all on this episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.